Hello and welcome to episode two of Letting the Good In. This is a fairly new podcast for me. My name is Tina Marie. I am a certified subconscious healing practitioner and manifestation coach, and I work with people's emotions a lot. And this theme of letting the good in, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, has become a really big thing for me that I feel like we all need to work on a little bit. Um, I'm encountering a ton of clients lately who are experiencing blocks with just receiving and allowing things in their life to get better and also seeing their manifestations come to fruition. Sometimes we can hold on to those subconscious blocks like we talked about in the first episode around really feeling like we can openly receive the things that we're asking for, no matter how big or how small. So in the first episode, we talked about some of those common subconscious blocks that are preventing us. Um, we talked a little bit about self-forgiveness, and today I want to talk a little bit more about the feeling of not doing enough. Often when we're being hard on ourselves and we're thinking, you know, well, why don't I deserve those things? Well, a lot of the time it's, I'm not doing enough. I feel like I need to do more. I feel like I need to do more to deserve that good thing that I've been seeking out. And it's in a sense kind of unhealthy. We shouldn't always have to be going, doing, moving forward. Um, receiving energy, the divine feminine energy that I speak about a lot in my work is about sitting back and allowing yourself to be supported and provided for by God, by the universe, whatever your belief is, and just allowing that good to flow into your life without feeling like you have to conquer the world in order to get it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, and I'm going to use myself as an example for this. So for many, many years, I was so tense. I had no idea because it was completely normal to me until at one point I was walked through some spiritual healing type sessions and walked through some meditations where I told my body to relax, you know, starting with the toes and going up to the top of the head, going toes, relax, feet, relax, shins, relax. And by the end, I kind of felt like jello and I went, wow, this feels amazing. <laughs> and I didn't really know what that felt like because I was in this go do mentality all the time. And a lot of it was because I was functioning out of lack and out of fear. So I was holding on to this tension within my body and thought it was completely normal. Did not think there was anything wrong with it. Thought that everyone was like that. And it really, really wasn't the case. I know uh, frequently when I would go to visit the chiropractor, they would have such a hard time, like cracking my neck. Um, I would go to the nail salon and they'd be doing my nails and they'd be telling me to relax my hand. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> um and I encounter more and more people who are holding on to that type of energy. So I'm really passionate now about bringing awareness to that because I do believe that whatever your struggles have been are supposed to be a gift to others. You know, if you've healed from something, you should definitely help other people heal from that in some way throughout your lifetime. So when it comes to that, not being able to relax, not being able to sit still, not being able to sit quietly with your thoughts. These are all, in a sense, like I said, unhealthy patterns, and they're there for a reason. At some point, we had to be that way in order to function and to survive and to feel safe and secure. Um, so with that being said, when we sit and we relax and it starts to feel comfortable, then we have to sit alone with the thoughts that are creeping in on us all the time, the negative thoughts. And one of the reasons we're always in that go-do mentality is that we don't have to deal with them. We can be stimulated. We can be, um, our minds can be occupied by other things other than those thoughts that we don't want to have to face. 
Because I know for myself, for years, if I had to go home and sit alone and quiet, I would think, well, I'm alone. Or, well, this isn't working in my life. I don't really feel worthy of this. I can't really imagine things getting better. There were so many different limiting beliefs that I had going on coming at me from all angles. So like I talked about in the first episode, when we stop and we really do that inner work to release those limitations and free ourselves from them, that's where we can call in that mental peace and clarity, and we can allow our mind to feel safe when it stops and when we can just sit and be. And this is totally normal for me now. Um, You know, back then I had to have music or something or the TV on at all times, even going to sleep at night. And um, it's just not the case now. I can sit in quiet. I can sit with myself and enjoy my own company and let myself process because I have the tools to squash the negative thoughts and to work through them and process them and to rewire them when they happen and flip more to that positive state of mind where I can get back to being grateful and imagining things getting better and being grateful for they are now even. Um, But yeah, when we talk about that tension in the body, though, going back to that a little bit, the left side of the body is the receiving side. Like I said, our mind body is completely connected. Our body is a compass that points us towards what we need to heal on a mental, emotional level. So that left side of my body for years, when I would go to the chiropractor, I had so much going on, um, starting from a really young age and I couldn't turn my neck that far to the left, not to a fully normal range. Anyways. Um, I had left side knee hip pain, a little bit of back discomfort, like around the sciatica area. And, you know, when people go to chiropractors, I'm all for chiropractic or any other natural therapy, but when it has to be a recurring thing and you can't find that healing and your body keeps reverting to the state it was in before, there's something else going on there. So for me, when those adjustments would only last a very temporary time, like less than a week, you know, maybe a few days at best, something like that. Um, there's something, there's something happening there that is blocking you on a subconscious, subconscious level from allowing yourself to heal and to move forward and to maintain that healed state, that adjusted state, whatever we're talking about. Um, so when it comes to that, when it comes to that left side of the body and being able to receive my feminine side was severely out of whack. I couldn't receive, I couldn't receive help and support. I felt like I had to do it all myself. And again, going back to that go go and do state being just wired into me so strongly, sitting back and receiving and letting good things flow in wasn't safe. If the right side is out of whack, it indicates more of a limitation with forward movement, more of a fear of moving forward. The left side is definitely 100% a block with receiving. And in addition to those left side joint type issues that I've experienced and was able to heal from. Um, I also experienced a condition called costochondritis. So that was directly relating to self-love. It was an inflammation of the cartilage that connects your sternum to your top ribs, if I'm explaining that correctly. Suffered with it for years. It didn't matter how many supplements, um, any relief that I felt was temporary. And I sat in a seminar one day called Our Cells Evolved, where someone who was, I think, a doctorate had a doctorate in biology. And she was speaking about the spiritual connection of our mind and body and how we talk to ourselves and how we talk to our body to get it to heal and understand it better. 
And she said, sometimes you just need to sit with your body and ask it why it's experiencing pain, why it's experiencing inflammation or irritation or whatever it is. So I sat there and I got the answer like a lightning bolt (laughs) right away. And I knew right then it was a lack of self-love. I was being way too hard on myself at work and in several areas of my life. As soon as I was able to have that awareness and immediately correct my thinking when those thoughts would pop up and flip them to a more positive one, that pain disappeared almost instantly. And from then on, any teeny tiny time when it would try to show up, I would just immediately go back to self-love, go back to affirmations um, and just being a little bit softer with myself and felt immediate relief. That was a game changer for me. That's when I knew that I could heal from anything. I feel like I had this knowingness at a really young age that our mind was super powerful. And I knew that we could heal if our mind could get there. I remember having that belief at a really young age as far as cancer and a number of different things. I was like, why are people so sick? I feel like, you know, we can just heal with our mind. And it's true. We can if we have the right tools and we know how to address those emotions that are coming up for us. I see so many people, friends, clients, people that I meet at random um, who are manifesting breast cancer, liver cancer, stuff like that all on the left side relating to the area around the heart, just like I experienced with that costochondritis because of a lack of self-love or because of imbalanced outward love, like toxic relationships, narcissistic relationships. It comes up time and time again. So it's really hard to heal when you're having to experience that on a daily basis. So self-love, outward love, all of it's relevant. Um, It is my belief also that it is really hard to have well-balanced outward love if you don't work on the self-love first. I think everything starts within and everything in our life is basically a reflection of what we are putting out. It gets mirrored back to us and shows us what we need to heal and what we need to work on. But yeah, when it comes to love, those issues around the heart and all of that, I know that when emotions sit in our body, and we don't find a way to honor them, be aware of them, and then find a way to move forward from them and heal them, then they sit there, they damage cells. And that's how we create illness, sickness, and disease in our lives. So we talked about what can happen when there is a lack of self-love, but the better part is how we fix it. The more fun part is how we fix it. like anything, it takes time. And I'm going to tell you now, everything I tell you guys to do, if you take any of my advice on this podcast, will probably feel uncomfortable at first. So please remember that when you're trying a new manifestation technique or something that I tell you to do, advise you to do, if it feels right for you. And again, always use your discernment intuition too, as far as what feels right for you. Um, But doing these new things is always uncomfortable at first. I promise every single one of them will get easier. Patterns are hard to break. Our brain becomes addicted to our thoughts. So when we're used to only negative thoughts, it takes a while. And at first those positive ones, even though they're positive, are going to feel a little bit uncomfortable until we just get used to it, until we're programmed more for that. And we do it on a regular basis. Um, Sometimes, you know, it takes three to six weeks, sometimes depending on what you're trying to do there and how bad it was before. So it's going to look a little bit different for everyone. But when we're trying to get rid of those negative thoughts that are preventing us from fully embracing and receiving self-love. 
um, which is the key to outward love, might I remind you, you, you can do a lot of different things here. One of them for myself, that was a game changer was writing the negative, negative ones down and just ripping up that piece of paper, putting a big X through it, something like that. I talked about a similar technique in the last episode, as far as self-forgiveness and writing things down that you wanted to forgive yourself for. You can do the same thing with writing down things that you don't like about yourself. You don't love about yourself, all those negative, negative self-talk things. Um, you can also, and this one's a little bit cheesy, but I like cheesy. You can take those thoughts when they come in. You can imagine putting them in a bubble and blowing it away. Sounds goofy, sounds corny, but it is an actual really good visual exercise. I channeled one specifically for a client the other day in an intuitive session where I told him he had to write down the negative thoughts that he was thinking about himself and literally put it on the ground and just stomping on it and saying, I'm squashing this. So use your discernment, use your intuition as far as what really feels right for you. You know, there's a lot of resources out there as far as um, how to rewire your subconscious mind and negative thoughts. Those are just a few that I encourage you to try if they feel right for you. And then more importantly is flipping to the positives. So finding a way to flip back to gratitude. What do you like about yourself? And if you can't find anything you like about yourself, I guarantee you someone around you will have something good to say. So I had a, a friend who's also an intuitive and a healer at one point tell me that I had to reach out to, I think it was five friends at the time and have them send me five to 10 things that they liked about me. And he made me read that list, I think three times a day, five days in a row. And I cringed so bad having to ask these people to send me things they liked about me. They were so happy to do it. <laughs> and it, it totally shifted me. It made me go back to that self-love. It made it easier and it opened me up, which is the most important thing. It opened me up so that I could at least accept that outward love from the people around me. And then I could open myself up more to that inward love, that self-love. So that was a really big game changer. So if that felt right for you, or maybe it didn't, but I still encourage you either way to try that one for sure. And the last thing that I want to touch on as far as building yourself up with that self-love is affirmations. I call myself the affirmation queen. I get super into them. I make them very customized for my clients, for my friends, for anyone in my life who will listen. Um, and, you know, if you're not really sure how to go about affirmations, I always say just take the opposite. So if you wrote down something negative that you don't like about yourself, like, um, like I'm not very smart. I want you to say, I'm incredibly smart. I know how to do everything so easily and use that. And when it comes to affirmations, I always, always encourage you whenever possible to say them out loud. You can definitely say them in your mind throughout the day, but our words carry a vibration and a frequency. Our cells, our body, our mind is always listening to our spoken word and programming our subconscious mind because of those words that it, it is hearing and absorbing. So when it comes to affirmations out loud, I think they are incredibly more powerful. If you're not sure where to do them out loud, the car is always a great place. Um, if your kids are in the car, I don't care. It's good for them. So <laughs> even if they've got music on in the background, you can still speak those words out loud. When you're getting ready for work in the morning, when you're in front of the mirror is a great place. I have affirmations written everywhere from my phone screen background to my computer background to my bathroom mirror. Um, I write them down usually when I'm journaling every single morning. So affirmations are not just saying random positive words. You want them to be kind of specific. 
as to what you want to believe about yourself, who you want to be, whether it's more successful, more wealthy, whatever it is, speak it out loud like it's already true. Like, I am grateful that I am so successful and I made this much money this month. Um, Definitely get specific when you're trying to manifest as far as your affirmations go. Um, Another thing about affirmations is... Once again, like I mentioned before, they may feel uncomfortable at first. It will get easier, I promise. You're going to want to do it for at least a few weeks. And if you don't believe in them, I just dare you to try it for like 10 days and tell me that you don't feel a shift by the end of those 10 days. I get so into them now and I was so resistant (laughs) when I first heard about affirmations. I was like, "Ah, I don't like this. This is dumb saying positive things out loud, but it's a game changer and there's science behind them for sure as far as those words and programming our mind and all that stuff. So give it a try. And on that note about the power of the spoken word, and I could definitely do a whole episode on this, and I'm sure I will at some point, but never say anything negative about yourself out loud, even as a joke. Um, I will never, never speak anything that I don't completely want to believe is true out loud. So I only say things like I'm smart, I am successful, I'm worthy, I'm confident. I don't say things like, oh, I suck at this. Oh, I'm not good at this. I literally have stopped using the words I don't know and flip that to I'm finding a way or I'm figuring it out. So we never want to speak things out loud that we don't want to be true because we don't want our subconscious mind hearing that and absorbing it. So just something to keep in mind. Be careful with your words. They are important. Um, And just be aware, you know, it's okay. You may have had a habit of saying, oh, like I'm so stupid for the last 10 years. But if you start to have that awareness that every time you say that you are programming yourself to feel more stupid or to be, you know, less smart. um, Once you have that awareness, you can start slowly to try to interrupt those thoughts. And you can say something to yourself, like cancel, delete, rewind, whatever it is, and immediately flip to the opposite. Say, God, I'm smart. I am so smart. I'm great at figuring things out. And just be conscious and be aware and start to slowly day by day reprogram. It takes time. It took me a long time to squash all those negative thoughts. Um, Most people's minds are just kind of running on autopilot. So if all you've experienced is that negative self-talk most of your life, it takes a while to take control back of your mind and stop it, stop it from just running on autopilot like that and really be intentional and interrupting those thoughts and rewiring for positivity and contentment and all that stuff. But it's important. Everything we say, everything we think, everything we do is creating our external reality and our, our life. So if you're trying to create a better life, you need to create better thought patterns. On that note, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. If you have stayed with me so far and you have made it to episode two, please continue for more. I am loving talking to you guys on these subjects. Um, we're going to talk more about manifestation techniques and a whole bunch, bunch of good stuff coming up here soon. Ways to find me on Facebook. I am Tina Marie Healing and Manifestation. TikTok is my favorite platform and I am Tina's Western Wisdom on there if you are looking for more content. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Have a great day.